right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Casa de Sports. Welcome I'm back. Sean. That is Luke. And we have a lot of explaining to do this week because oh, last man. week we made total asses of ourselves. In just, just total just asses horrible of fashion. In pretty much every we, way. The, but in our defense, we were wrong a lot, but so was everyone else. Oh yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, yeah. You're just talking about how horrible our predictions were. I'm just talking about just the overall. Last episode was pretty crap from top to bottom. Yes, 100. Uh, percent the The quality of it, as far as how it sounded, was pretty shit. Uh, that was a problem on my end. I was trying to do it over mobile data, which I didn't get very good mobile data in the the spot I was at. Uh. We made fun of our friend. We hurt his feelings. Um, we really hurt his feelings. Yeah, he, he let us have it the next day. Uh, and he's going to be on later as a special guest to defend himself. Uh, because we're, you know, I'm not going to say we're good people, but we're goodish people. Uh, yeah, we'll give you an opportunity to rebuttal a little I mean, bit. I, I don't think that I said anything that I wouldn't tell him to his face. And I think. I hope that he knows that. I think is he just wanted uh, an opportunity to defend himself. You know, like I the whole point of, love... the whole point of this whole this whole thing is you know it's it's basically us bullshitting like we would at the bar. Exactly. If he and I personally love the way he that would we defend did. himself. I, I mean, love yeah, thinking about. I don't him take being anything back. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not taking anything thinking... back. I stand behind everything I said, but you know, I should have just had him there when I said it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love the idea. Like thinking it's just like a regular, regular Friday. Da, 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 I'm just doing my fucking work, and then hearing all the shit we're saying about him, right? Like, yeah, just like no, the, you know, you just imagine like the ears perk up, like, wait, wait, what the fuck? And then, and they're just like, wait, no, hold yeah. on, they're, they're they're not backing down. They're giving me the shit right now. It was pretty good. I you know, I was at work, and you know, I just get a te- random text from him, just like "you fucking assholes." <laughs> just like <laughs> yes, like he's he's listened to it. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. And and all those other people, you know, we talked about how every our most friend groups have that mark. I hope you guys get that same satisfaction that we got when our Marcus reacted to that, because we know that if you said the same thing about your Marcus, you'd get that reaction, and. It, telling you yeah. it's worth it it was worth it I even even had other other friends you know text me and be like man you guys really laid into marcus on that one <laughs> exactly but That's i like i said i don't take any of it back uh but we are we're gonna move on and talk about how awful our predictions were from last week um i believe that i said that the buffalo bills by themselves were gonna cover the spread of like 48 points uh and not only did the score of that game not get anywhere close, but they only managed six, six points <laughs> against the Unbelievable. Jaguars. So Unbelievable. Took that, an L that, on that one. That game was took just an L on disgusting. That you know, I heard I a guy, didn't watch it. Uh, I caught the end of it and nothing happened. I heard a guy, me and my girlfriend went to uh, Hobby Lobby to get ready for Christmas, you know, decorations and stuff. And I heard this guy overheard in November. I know, I know. Anyways, so I overheard him. He's talking about this this bet, you know, this this. It's not a play, but it was like this special. I don't know if it's a fan duel thing or what, but that score was so low. It was such an uncompetitive game that they were rolling over the winnings for 
to the next week. So, I mean, it's it's a game of the gambling world in some in some uh, instances, you know. Like how? I mean, it a was, nine and six game out of that. Like I kind of wish that I had watched it to know. Like, did Jacksonville just come out and play like the greatest defensive game? Like that they're probably going to have all season, or was Buffalo just like incapable of doing anything offensively? Um, and but their defense stepped up. I mean, you know, you hold a team to nine points, you think like, okay, we got a pretty good shot of winning this game, but they only score six points. And if my math is correct, nine is greater than six, so just they fair. lost. Uh, but yeah. Just wild. And somehow I remember seeing, I think, Monday, it was just like Josh Allen leading in MVP voting, uh, like early MVP prediction, which is crazy to think that that could still happen after, uh, you know, if they just had like one of the most disappointing games of the season, probably as far as. I mean, that is that is the difference between like a race versus an NFL MVP and an NFL MVP. Like you're allowed a couple you're allowed a couple bad games, you know, college, like game one to game, you know, 13, you have to be perfect. You get a little bit of, you get a couple of those. I mean, you know, I Lamar Jackson, right. like, Lamar Jackson, when he won his MVP, he didn't have 16 straight amazing games, you know, no, his work was good. So, I mean, he, it, this is his game, you know, this, you only get a couple of them and he, he burned his on a really, really shit team. So, that but didn't I mean didn't they fuck up week one though against the Steelers? Exactly. Like, you get a couple. Or did a third one if he really bounces back, but I don't know. I a couple other guys in the, the league right now. The I think Patriots you're gonna pass again, him up. right? I think old Bill's probably gonna get one past him. Yeah, he's gotta be perfect from here on out. But I'm rooting for Josh Allen. I love Josh Allen. I think he's great. But yeah, that nine to that there I there's not a single person on the planet. You can ask every fan in the United States, what's the score of the game going to be? Someone's going to tell you the game. Final score is going to be nine to six. Jacksonville. Never going to happen. Yeah. No. Some There's just a crazy, like, I mean, there was definitely some crazy Jacksonville fans out there that just like, you know, we bet on the Jags every week, you know, because that's our team. And like, even they were like, put a bet in on that one. or like, well, this is money lost, but you know, I do it every week. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They walked away like, holy shit, like, I'm going to go buy some scratch offs because I'm, I'm the luckiest man alive. Uh, the other surprising one, considering, too, how they just traded what is probably their best player, and the, the Broncos went into Dallas and laid the smackdown on the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm you know, sure, I don't remember exactly what I said about my prediction. I think all I said was Cowboys winning, and that was the end of my prediction. <laughs> yeah, I just to – yeah, just to make that clear, we lock that all we said was Cowboys win. Move. Who cares? Like, who cares? I'm pretty sure who cares is what we did say. Uh, like you said, Denver trades their, yeah, like you said, probably their best defense player. And what the fuck happened? Like, what the fuck, man? Like, Dallas did not I mean... only not only did Dallas not show up, but they didn't show up at home, and then didn't show up at home against. Uh, a really, really questionable Denver team. I knew that they started out really hot against these really bad teams, but we literally, we cut them off because we thought they were ass because every game after that, they showed us that they were ass. Yeah. I mean, 
it's not I don't think it's a whole lot different than the Jacksonville the Jags thing you know like you know any given Sunday kind of a thing and especially the Cowboys like even in seasons like this where they're really good they always have one where they go out and it's like whoa the Cowboys lost that game you know so I'm not gonna say like oh this is like the real Cowboys you know this is who they've been all season they've just been pretending up until now uh I mean they're gonna make the playoffs yeah here's the thing too about this I want to make this very clear this score was 30 to 16 and right now 16 of those Dallas points all 16 of them garbage, garbage. time points that total garbage shut out I don't I don't even care what I'm seeing I don't care if they're 16 points that is a no. shut if I'm the Denver no, defense I'm calling that 100% a shutout peace out you guys suck today or Sunday yeah. or whatever yeah I agree completely man you um, know but one of the other ones uh, just just really, really, one I really didn't see coming. We both, I'm pretty sure we both picked uh, Cincinnati to bounce back and they were going to beat the, uh, yeah. I thought they were going to beat Cleveland. I didn't think they were going to beat the shit out of them, but they beat Cleveland. Whoa, did Cleveland come back and really just lay on the Bengals? Yeah. I mean, like, is this, is this a Cleveland team without the headache of a Odell? Beckham Jr. Uh, I'm not buying you know, into that. I I don't think so either. I think it's very coincidental. I do um, think it. I think I, this is just Cleveland. Like, they're a really, really, really good team. They really are. They sometimes. genuinely are a really. And Cincinnati's a really good team, but when Cleveland's clicking, they're a machine. They're they're moving the ball. Uh, Baker had a. a game in that game he didn't have crazy yardage you know i quarterback even went over 300 but he was super efficient the entire time the running game was very efficient as well and the defense fucking played lights out like that's how cleveland needs to be playing consistently week in and week out to be afc powerhouse like they want to be yeah they need to be pounding the rock and fucking play action passes to people's jones and Jarvis, get Jarvis in there. Yeah, what the hell, man? Like, they're two marquee wide receivers, and they're being overshadowed by a guy named Peoples Jones. Hey, you know, he, he's a, he was a great dancer. I don't know his touchdown celebration after the first one, but that, that man can dance. I think I saw something that says that he leads the league in uh, yards per catch. It's like 20 that yards per catch or And he was, you All know he what? catches I mean, his bombs. Just bouncing to, to college real quick, you know, when he was at Michigan, like that, he was legit. And Michigan never ever had good quarterbacks to throw him the ball, but he always made plays regardless of who was throwing him the ball. So to see yeah. that starting, to see him to start blossoming in Cleveland, you know, and, and the guy he can run a bunch of different routes, you know, and that that particular route that he, the long ball that he got, I don't know if you saw it, he, it's a triple move. I mean, you almost no, never nice. see triple, yeah, you almost never see triple moves in the NFL, but. I mean, I got it. I, I watched the route. Good enough for that. Yeah, when I watched the route, when I watched the highlight and saw the route, I was just like, oh, shit, like, what? Like, did you create a route? Like, it, there was no way. Playbook like that, but, I mean, it, it worked out. Yeah, and whatever works. Well, whatever works. Um, both of us were disappointed at the end of Sunday by our respective teams. I think that there's no way that you were more disappointed than I was. 
given the circumstances around it. No, you should definitely be made more. Dis- oh yeah, I I mean I quit. I quit on the season. Uh, <laughs> you're finally throwing in the towel. It's finally I'm, done. Yeah, I'm throwing in the. I mean, you know the the rival the rivalry like it didn't matter that it's a division rivalry game, you know, and like, oh, you know, they're just going to play, like, to the best of their ability and stuff. Like, no, they went out there and they made Colt McCoy look like a pro bowler. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they, of all guys, They're too. done. They're done. They're, they got, they're about to get their shit kicked in this week by the Rams, who are upset with their disappointing loss that they had last week. Mm-hmm. They're going to get steamrolled. Uh, it's a home game, so they're probably going to wear those nice throwback uniforms and just be embarrassed while looking good. Yep. Um, Got to have some kind are, of positive for the night. It's going to be – the only thing I could compare it to is it's going to – you know that gif or, like, you know, a little video of that one kid. He's, like, in a kitchen, and he's doing the Fortnite dances while he's crying. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's yeah, going to look like. Yeah, They're yeah. just going to be like, yeah, look at us. We're cool, but like we're getting our fucking shit kicked in right now. Like that game is going to be embarrassing. It's going yeah. to be, and it's a prime time. It's Monday night. Yeah. It's going to be pretty bad. Uh, our, our right tackle is out for the year. Um, so the right side of the offensive line is about to get feasted upon by Aaron Donald and Von Miller's debut for the Rams. Um, I don't imagine Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to be healthy for four quarters in this game because he's probably going to get sacked like ten times. Um, they might rip him in half. We might legitimately see a, a murder happen on Monday night. Uh, yeah, another uh, not another teen movie style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly I can see like it happening. That. He's he's pretty uh, much made of plastic bones and paper skin, so it's it is a, you know, it is it's, it's not too hilarious too because like you know. He's been playing well the last few weeks, uh, or at least the last two. He's been like he's not the problem. Uh, it's pretty much everything else is the problem. They can't run the ball, you know. Well, at least last week they couldn't. They fell behind too quickly because the defense decided that they wanted to quit. They thought the season was eight weeks. Uh, they. And they've decided that they're just going to mentally check out so they can't run the ball because they're behind. Um, and everybody that's catching the ball wants to drop it or catch it and then drop it and let the other team pick it up. Um, one thing, though, that was kind of cool, uh, I got to see Eno Benjamin for the Cardinals have a, a highlight reel touchdown. Uh, he used to be a, you know, once a Sun Devil, always a Sun Devil. So that was cool. And he ran over Drake Kirkpatrick, who, I fucking hate. Uh, he sucks. <laughs> Every time he gets into a game, he gives up a big play. <laughs> it is the most pitiful attempt attempts at tackles in that game I think I've seen all season. I just, it was just you know, bad. I, it was I don't want to cut you off, but I do have a question. You're talking about your your Sun Devil real quick for the Cardinals. I just want to ask about one of my Oregon Ducks on the 49ers. You know, uh, I can and, and I'll admit. T- terrible time at saying his first name, but Demodre, Demodre Lenore, Lenore, Diamador. I mean, I don't even know if that's either way. It's Diamador. Cornerback out of cornerback out of the University of uh, University in the history of the world, number four overall. 
he was he's played so well every time he's gotten he's gotten out he did get burned a couple times really early in the season but where do the opportunities go all of a sudden you bring in uh, well, josh norman he's been, he's everybody been knows a josh norman scratch sucks. a few weeks josh yeah. norman man he commits a penalty that sustains a drive every week he's every the, week he does. He, most overrated slash underrated slash like why is he still around type player i i just don't it's very frustrating because he does he's not play that well good sometimes. of a corner. he's not that good of a corner overall he's he he has good days right but he's super consistent and then he wants uh-huh. to he like you said he wants to commit the penalties chippy right uh-huh. and if if i'm a if i'm a bad player i just shut up yep. i just you know I'm, I'm thankful for the opportunities that i'm getting because i'm i'm not that good but Josh Norman doesn't have that. He's got he's got like a Cortland Finnegan at, attitude, but yeah. like but go I, on. God, go okay. On. I can compare him to uh Brandon Browner, uh murder Brandon Browner when he played for the Saints. Like like you're gonna have that kind of ch- you're gonna get burned all the time and you're gonna have to grab and you're gonna have to hold players and stuff. And he's been like this throughout his career, right? He had one really good year in his basic boring cover three style defense with the Panthers. He had one good year, but it, but all of a sudden he thinks that, that 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 really just solidified him as this top. Like there's a reason you had trouble getting a job this season, and yeah, you, you're you, you, the the 49ers, Yeah, and the 49ers give him an opportunity, and he's just showing the rest of the league like, man, the 49ers really fucked up signing me because I suck. I want to fight with everyone because I suck, and I don't know if if, if I don't. Pretty sure it was one of your one of his teammates that was like trying to get him out of a little, a little scrap, and he's chipping out his with teammate. the coach with the other team's yeah, coach, not a, even a player. Yeah. Well, that too. And so, come on, dude! Like you suck. You freaking suck. I hate watching him. I'm he's at least in my top three of players that I absolutely hate watching because he makes no sense. Like you're not good. Why do you talk? That's that's my thing. Like so that's. Like I bring up Lenore, like Lenore is a, he's a rookie. He's played well when he's given the opportunity. Why give Josh Norman more opportunities when you're getting nothing and paying too much money for it? When you let the rookie in, give him more reps. The season, like you said, you already gave up on the season. Coach well on their way to doing the same thing. Give the kids some reps. You might end up with a lockdown. I mean, I think. I think coming out of halftime in this upcoming game, when they're down 30 to negative 12, that they're going to decide to put in the kids. Because uh, they haven't really played hardly any of the rookie class from this year, except for like Elijah Mitchell. He's the only one that's getting, and he was a sixth rounder. <laughs> but so what, everybody what, else. what I'm saying with the losses that you've had this season, why? Waiting. Why are we gonna wait? Oh, until... I mean, you're no, you're you're asking the same questions that like other Niners fans are asking. I mean, we have a third round cornerback out of Michigan, Ambry Thomas, who played Week One and has been, I think, a healthy scratch every week since. Um, like you said, Lenore, he played the first couple weeks, hasn't played. Um, we drafted a right guard in the second round, who's or he, he's a guard, but he's gonna eventually play right guard. Uh, hasn't played so yeah i uh, i don't really know um that there's people 
that are saying that you know we need to move on from Shanahan. Um, I don't think uh, I would. I don't say that. I, I'm not. I'm not on board with that either. But yeah, I can see that's... why people are saying it. I just there's too much good potential there to to drop off on him because yeah, you know we talk. Who are you gonna get? Exactly. I was gonna say to bring up a point we made last week. Like, who 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 are we gonna go and get? Like, who's gonna Nick be Saban? available? If somebody is available, that means that somebody else didn't want them. <laughs> yeah. You know, so what? Why would we want them if nobody else does? Or, or I mean, if he's something. proven you know, sometimes, sometimes people can just wear out their welcome in a in a place, you know, and then they need to move on and. They'll go on and, you know, like, look at Ron Rivera. Like, you know, he's the most successful coach maybe in the history of the Panthers, at least top two. Uh, and they ran him out of town. And, you know, he's building up Washington to be – I mean, they're a little disappointing this year compared to what their predictions or the predictions on them were going to be. But we both agree that that was a little high to begin with in the first place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like who the hell do they think that we're gonna go out and get? Like Bill Belichick is just gonna be like, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore where I have total control and like yeah. years and years and years of you know stability. <laughs> I'm gonna go Look, start and, somewhere new. And there's football itself is a war of attrition, right? I'm I'm assuming I said that. Yep. But you you got to keep guys healthy, right? Which you they have can't to keep do. guys healthy, and you need consistency, which some spots on your team you're not getting the coach no, has I, now, I, the coach is is i would honestly i personally would say that the coach is like the I, he's on the very bottom of the total of, of where i would cast blame right for sure. guys I, like I brandon there guys like, needs to be guys like iuke they got to perform and they got to perform every week the second yes has got to be solidified and they got to perform every week and fred werner as he is he needs a little help too i don't think the rest of your linebackers are to be honest with you, from just from the games I've watched, Fred well, Warner is. Up, Greg, he, he is a little Greg bit Greenlaw up. went down week one. He should be coming back, maybe even for this game, um, but but soon, which will help, especially with tackling, because the tackling was pretty shit. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Like Shanahan, I don't think is the problem. There's other spots in you know the coaching staff that I think need to be addressed. You know training you know whoever's in charge of training and everything like what the hell like how how is it every year it's just always these injuries that just pile up it's ridiculous um who our wide receivers coach is Wes Welker as much as I'd like to say I'd like to keep him we're not they never get any production out of Receivers, you know, three through six. <laughs> if he was coaching in New England, they'd all be good. But everyone knows that Wes Walker outside of New England is no better than Kevin White. Who was in 49er last year. Couldn't. <laughs> Current Saint. Crack... Is he really? We, we almost had a, we almost had a uh, huge uh, parade down in New Orleans when Kevin White caught his first pass in four years. Damn. You know. It's former first round pick, former first round pick. But like, you know, we say it all the time, you know, it, sometimes just don't have it. And sometimes guys need new scenery. He's had 18 sceneries, just doesn't got it. But uh, I think uh, we, we should probably move on. 
Yeah, let me ask you about your team. What happened last week? Um, I'm gonna. Uh, I don't think we got out of bed ready to play. I think we woke up. I think we woke up in the fourth quarter a little bit. Um, you think that they I, thought they went in thinking like, "Oh, we're gonna beat these clowns." No, no, I I don't think that at all. I think, uh, personally, I think having the, the first week with Trevor, Trevor Simeon as the quarterback. I, th- I think there was a little bit of a, I don't want to call it doubt. That's it's not the right word, but maybe a lack of enthusiasm because you, you know, you, when you go into a game, the backup quarterback and everybody who's a fan of a team has ever, has had to deal with this, right. You go into a game with a backup quarterback. It's not, your expectations aren't super high. Right. But there's one thing about Colt McCoy. Yeah. <laughs> right. But there, there's one thing about the saints and, and I, hope you'd agree and i'd hope you you'd see past bias and realize this when the saints go down early when we when we're down you know 17 12 points whatever it is early there's always this real big theatrical comeback we almost always have it rarely do we just get flat out for four quarters right and the drew Brees. we did a lot of the same things that we did like we did against atlanta Right. We'd have this late comeback. All of a sudden we got this late lead. And then all of a sudden other team gets the ball defense. All of a sudden is just like, Oh my God, we, we forgot how to play defense for, for 10 minutes. And then the team drives down the field and it's like this game, something right. Whether it be uh, this fluky fucking Minneapolis miracle or it's a game winning kick like it was this last Sunday. There's always yeah, the this Saints are never not. There's always there's always this last second thing and cuz I mean like I said, it's we're real theatrical with this this the comebacks, but 8 out of 10 we lose those games, right? Very rarely I, I do totally we actually end up that. winning. I totally I mean if I knew at one point, I forgot, but I don't think I knew that you guys had Kenny Still again. Yeah, no, that was just that was a few weeks ago, probably probably like an I started, game I started looking out for Willie Sneed again. I was like, oh, man, are they throwing it back? <laughs> hey, you know what? I would have been totally totally on board with that. But just real quick, I just want to talk about my team for a second. Uh, and we can segue to this topic. But I really, 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 really thought and hoped. And you can ask, you can ask my girlfriend. I thought Odell Beckham Jr. was coming to town. I, th- and I thought it was going to be you or Green Bay. Exactly. But I, I thought it was. Because he he's from Louisiana, went to LSU. It only it just makes sense for him to come come home. I know, but know that could also be a good reason not to get him. Yeah, well, true, but you know, and that so this week because, like I said, we we came back. You know, we allowed Cordell Patterson. You know, the dual threat running back, receiver guy. Yeah, but but I mean, we weren't awful. Like it. Was bad, but it, we weren't awful. We just played really badly early, you know. That really, really competitive, even with the Simeon as at quarterback, we were okay. But I was I, thinking for the future, if we had Odell there, we had this guy who can really just catch that slant and take it eighty yards deep. I thought that threat was really going to save our season, but man, did he really break my heart yesterday? Um, I saw Alvin Kamara is going to be out this week. Yes, unfortunately, How dealing, do you dealing feel with a about knee. Your chances against the Titans. 
Um, well, I'm going to say this. I think, I think it's in Tennessee, right? We were going to have yeah. another repeat game in the in the season that finished with nine to six. I think this is it because I think yeah. that I think the Tennessee D is really good. I think they're really underrated too. That front four with on. yeah, that front four with Jeffrey Simmons. It's like that front four is amazing. That about those guys, but that that dude in particular is he's a like I'm talking almost Aaron Donald esque baller. I mean, I'm starting the Saints defense this week, so I hope that you're right about. This. I th- I think they I think the defense is going to play really. Well. I really do. I think Marshawn Lattimore. He's always had a good. He's always had a good track record against Julio. I don't know if he's going to stick with him down, or if you know they're going to try and match him up with AJ. With AJ, I I mean AJ's he's really good and he's very agile. So I, I I'm curious to see how that matchup goes, but I think potentially our number two probably covers him for Adrian Peterson. <laughs> I mean, if you want to call it that, yeah, sure. I mean, he's a couple. I don't know if he's that upset. He got an oh, opportunity man, he's after angry. This. God, yeah, he's imagine. gonna run angry. I can only imagine Adrian Peterson just come out and press. Like you know what, fuck New Orleans. I hate those guys. They cut me. Traded. I think we would be fantastic. We oh, if oh that would got, make my day. If he even got to a hundred yards rushing in this game, it would be incredible. Um, if for the rushing in that game, I don't think Tennessee goes over fifty yards on the day. Period. I feel like Tannehill might get that himself. Tannehill is hurt, so that's a thing. That's kind of a thing to watch out too. You know, if banged up, and then the running back core that they have right now not being. Never know, because I mean, running backs. I mean, the guy from Cleveland, Dearness Johnson, like I mean, that guy came out of freaking nowhere. So you never know, because the offensive line is so good, they could end up on the on yeah. the ground. I just, I, I heard. I think our defense. I, is I didn't look into it at all, but because it, it sounded nice, I just wanted to believe it. And they were saying that in like since he's been in Tennessee, the games that Tannehill's played without Derrick Henry have been like his best games. Statistically well, speaking. Yeah, because he's it, all of a sudden the offense changes from hey, we run through Derrick Henry's success to all of a sudden it's like, hey, we need you to, you know, make checks and really, really work the pass game thoroughly as opposed to just relying on the play action being there every single time. Tannehill is so underrated too. I don't know, we're talking about more a bunch of underrated players and stuff, but I love Tannehill in Miami. And I really genuinely thought that they I liked just him at A&M would. When he was a receiver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're big Tannehill fans. I thought Tannehill was. I thought just him being in Miami was just like worst case scenario because they well, would not. Up, they're under Gase, right? And Gase is horrible as a head. As a head. Yeah, he's the QB killer. Not bad. Yeah, but it's the thing. Is somebody that whenever he signed the deal, you know, I was like, oh, no, like. Why would you do that to yourself? Like, go, like, get out of there. Like, take Tan- any Tannehill, other job. Tannehill falls into that category, though, of like, he is a good player, but because he's not like winning MVPs, that people just trash him. Yeah. They, um, people were ruthless to him, and he's good. He's good and he's efficient. It, it's just, it all comes down to this like weird thing that, like, th- this is the, probably the, one of the weirder things in football is if you're a game manager, they look at you like you're like you're not good, right? Oh, like 
That's the position. He was, yeah, he was a game manager, right? Sorry, like he protects the football and he makes the smart play. Like that's what we don't. Like, well, I mean, like every QB of, is a game manager, though. It's, well, they're all supposed that. to be. Yeah, <laughs> Are you gonna? Would you? Would you call? Would you call Carson Wentz or even Jameis the game manager? Hell no. no. But but people for the majority of people think they're good. Yeah. But it's the thing is like there's like this weird that the fan, the common fan that which we hate, the common fan wants, right? They want you to to take risks all the time, but also be super efficient all the time. Yeah. So it's it, like they look at they want to see the stat line say like three hundred and fifty yards, three TDs, no picks. Nope, exactly. Like, right. And that's and that's and if you don't have that stat line, then you're trash. And, and you like, know, well, there's no, that's just not how it works sometimes. <laughs> there's been like four guys in re- recent history that have had stat lines that consistently, you know, they're all headed to the Hall of Fame. I can guarantee you, your team right now doesn't have a Hall of Famer. There's, yeah, if you're listening, there's to three podcast, of them in the league, right? More now. than likely, your favorite team's quarterback is not going to the Hall of Fame, <laughs> exactly. So, you need to manage your expectations and also understand that being a game. That's a pro. That's definitely not a con. And Tannehill, Tannehill, even if you want to call him a game manager, that's exactly what you want. Yeah. All 32 coaches right now say, hey, what do you what do you want to do on ball games? They're going to tell you, I want to run the ball. I want to play good defense. I want to run play action. And nobody in the league right now is doing that better than Ryan Tannehill. Precisely. I agree completely. Now I know right. you have a hard out here. You got stuff to do. It's a Friday night, you know. The last thing you want to do is in podcast all night, you know. Where who are we? Fucking Joe Rogan. We ain't got time for a three hour podcast. Man, I would shit. love to be here all night, but yes, like you said, I got things I gotta go do. So we will sign off uh, for now. You know, you, you listeners at home are about to hear a very loud and angry man in a minute. So. Get ready for that. I can't wait to check on this podcast in the morning and to say because, uh, like we said, man, we wanted we wanted to give Marcus the opportunity. Yeah. We think you'll like him. We think uh, maybe lovable. We think I mean at least I think he's the lovable idiot. I've uh, always, I've always described him as a little bit smarter Forrest Gump, and everybody loves Forrest Gump. So exactly. So. Excited for you guys. Obviously, I love you all. Um, be on the lookout for the Facebook page. The f- done. Uh, the email to reach to us if you want to send in questions or possible topics you'd like to like us to go over. It's done. I'll let Sean go over that at the end of the entire show. And uh, so much for your time. All right. Stay tuned. Marcus is coming in hot. Oh, man. Good luck. All right, everybody. We promised him he's here, the man of the hour, our good friend Marcus, who's very upset with us because we made him feel real bad. Because uh, so you guys here, spread lies. We didn't spread lies. I maintain that I didn't say anything that I wouldn't tell you to your face. You just didn't. You just weren't there. You, know? it's not <laughs> my fault. you just weren't there. I knew you were going to hear it eventually. So, that, you know, it's, I mean, I edit these things. So it's not like I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know you were going to hear that. Like, 
I'm not apologizing for anything that I said. I, all I'm, I'm saying, all I'm saying I'm not- is that you and Luke both seem to have it out for me, and you guys think that I'm getting all my analytics off the back of a cereal box or something. When I've been doing some deep diving and researching, I'm not taking my notes and crayon over here. I am a dedicated fan, and I know what I say is not being, you know, me just being an upset fan. It's me stating the facts that I'm listening around from from other reporters, Ian Rappaport, uh, what's his name? Uh, David Newton. What happened like, to these I'm, notes? I'm following, <laughs> I'm, fo- I'm following other, uh, other, you know, reporters and, and beat reporters that have stated the facts that I say to you. And then you guys come over here and make me look like a clown shoes wearing fool. All right. All right. Fair enough. So what is it then exactly? So things that we said last week, you know, that it's ridiculous that Panthers fans or you specifically want to move on from the coaching staff that you have now. What makes okay. that what, what makes you and other Panthers fans want to move on from the staff that you have right now and like Joe Brady and everything who everybody says is is a good offensive coordinator. What about your team as it is composed right now makes you think that these coaches are not getting the best out of these players? All right. So our uh, argument, our argument was, is that your roster is just not where it's at or where it needs to be, to be, you know, a playoff caliber team and your expectations for the moment are too hot. Well, see, and this is where, this is where um, the fan base as a collective have come together and they've really expressed that under, under, it's not, it's not necessarily Joe Brady's fault. Because, you know, from from the first from the first three weeks of Carolina football, you know, they were undefeated. They were three and zero. they had a hot start. And that was more than what Who were the those wins against? were expecting. I'm sorry, what? Who were those wins against? Uh, they were against the New York Jets, uh, which, again, you got a it's a rookie quarterback and, you know, new coaching staff, new coaching staff. So that win. That win, although it was a win, it was a very ugly win. But it was, you know, the beginning. But that's of a the team new you got to beat, though. That's a game you exactly. got to win. Exactly. That's a that's a game that you should win. And, and you know, did. for them for them to come away with a nineteen to fourteen victory, like it was it was a victory, but it was still like mm, we still got a lot of work to do. Now, what really pulled the 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 wool over our eyes as a fan base was that that embarrassment that we put on the saints. And this is why I wish that Luke was here right now, because I know, I know he'd have a few things to say about this, but week one, yeah, week one, new Orleans went in, put the smack down on uh, a very competitive green Bay team that, you know, were two time and NFC division uh, uh, leaders. And, you know, they were the favorite to go back again this year. Um, And then here come the saints you know, who just beat them silly. Week two, Carolina puts the smack down on them, and everyone wants to say, like, oh, you know, they had a, a handicapped roster themselves, but it's like, no, they really didn't. You know, they were missing one offensive lineman. Uh, yeah, they were, they were missing a grip load of coaching staff, but, I mean, Sean Payton was still there, and 
Sean Payton is arguably one of the greatest coaches of all time. Would you agree? Uh, no, I think he's a piece of shit. <laughs> well, again, you know, maybe we should have Luke here so he can, you know, put his two cents in. But I, I, I don't agree with his uh, his cheating in two thousand nine, but uh, yeah, or his head hunting in two thousand nine. That's not but... even cheating. It's just crime. It's it was criminal action. If I paid you to go and break somebody's leg, I would go to prison. <laughs> And yeah, he just well, he just had to go and coach kids for a year or some shit. Yeah. So either way, that's what that, that game pulled the wool over our eyes, thinking like, man, Carolina's a really good team because I mean, in every in every pool, you know, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of people had put Carolina in week two, losing to the Saints. You know. A lot of people would agree that Carolina was not looked at as a playoff contending team this year on the simple fact that, yeah, it was a a second-year regime of Matt Rule. And even though last year um, with under Teddy Bridgewater, you know, we finished off fifth in the league with three 1,000-yard players in Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, and DJ Moore. um, And that was without – Christian McCaffrey, you know, the entire Carolina offense. So there was there was a, a little bit more to be expected from, especially under Matt Rule, who, you know, had this all these credentials saying that like, oh, he's a team builder or or he's a he's a program builder, you know? So we really weren't expecting to be great. But but then you beat that, the Saints and thought, oh, this is what we should be all the time. Exactly. Especially with the defense looking the way it was. They were leading the league in sacks. They were leading the league in uh, holding rushers under 45 yards per game. Like, And we held Alvin Kamara to five yards. Like, come on. Either yeah, way. But, he, but he's been having, you know, not a normal season all season. So, Well, now, now we see that, you know. Sure, sure. Absolutely. With hindsight, you know, it's like, okay, so maybe, maybe, I mean, the Saints aren't, you know, a great team by any means. They're five and three, you know, that's a winning record, but they're not, I don't have them making playoffs or anything like that, but. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But But again. But, you know, so since, are, are you still on of the opinion that the Panthers should move on from like rule and Brady? And I know that you probably still hate Darnold, which is. That, He's been playing this, pretty as bad a, lately. As a, this as a fan base, and I honestly feel like even the coaches have just been drop dead Darnold, like just drop Sam. And and this is this is where okay. I, this is where, where where my tangent was kind of going into. Now, after the after the loss to um, the Cowboys, you know, and the Cowboys are a good team. You know, we weren't going to take away nothing from them. They they came in. They uh, and I up. watched that game. It was competitive on the part exactly. of the Panthers. You know, exactly. they didn't get like blown out. The score they, was they, not necessarily indicative of the competitiveness, but just the talent level on the Panthers is not there yet. Well, and and, and even but even then, like who who Their on the offense is pretty bad. Yeah, the offensive line is pretty bad, but you have to admit that even. With the even with the the pieces getting shifted around throughout the throughout the the weeks, you know it's this this in this upcoming week against Arizona 
Carolina will be on their eighth different um, offensive line rotation, you know, which is probably a record, but I didn't look into that. But what I'm saying is it gets to a point where you can't blame the offensive line. I think look that you just, can. Look, I mean, because the offense isn't going to be able to work. If you have a terrible offensive line, that means that you can't run the ball very effectively uh, and you can't pass protect well enough to let any kind of real plays develop. You know, you're just going to be dinking and dunking, which, I mean, you can do, but I don't – Robbie Anderson is not a dink and dunk receiver. He's and, a deep and threat, this, and, and this, you're and not able brings, to pass protect long enough for him to get deep. Um, and but who's your number three receiver? Uh, right now, it's a it's it's in rotation with um, Terrace Marshall and Shai Smith. So okay, I've never heard of these guys. So Ter- Terrace Marshall, there. Terrace Marshall was part of that LSU dream team. That um, oh, that's right. I know yeah, he was he was one of those all stars that worked with Joe with uh, Joe Brady in that um, that championship uh, season. But more so than likely, they, at best, he's gonna just always be a number three receiver, which I mean is a valuable thing to have. My current team, you know, my current team, uh, my team, the 49ers currently uh-huh. don't even have a number three receiver. <laughs> so it would be nice to have one. Like that's a valuable piece, but. I mean, the offensive line needs to improve. You know, you win football games in the trenches, you know, on yeah. both sides. And yeah, the, understandable. Your defense, your defense is, you know, they're not great, but they're good given. I mean, they, they are so far to to this week ranked number two. Yeah, exactly. But like the offense, because of the offensive line, and so you're, you have eight different offensive line groupings because they're fucking not good and they're trying to figure uh, out if they well, can yeah. find if they can find one that is good you know and if I'm Sam Darnold you know I don't think he's great I don't think he's you know the fucking worst QB ever like he's, oh, no, he can he's, win he is. He you is. can win games with him cuz you have won games with him and I've seen him you know I watched the end of that game against the the Vikings and he was he was you know he he made some bad plays but he also made some pretty good plays there's you can get good play out of him but you know, if he's has zero confidence in his the guys blocking for him, you know that's when you're going to start getting bad play out of him. Okay, but this is the thing with Sam Darnold; he has shown no improvement. He has actually shown regression uh, from weeks four through eight. Sure. So, and it's like what we it gets, it gets to the point. Get injured. Uh, this is before he got injured. No, but what because you got to think injured. he got injured. He got injured two weeks ago, you know, in that win against the Falcons. Mind you, that win against the Falcons. I don't. I don't know. If, did you catch that game? Did you watch no, that game? I did. Okay. Well, I sat through and I watched it. The Panthers ran the ball over forty times, and I'm telling you, they they ran the ball down the down the Falcons' throats. It was three yards here, four yards here. The largest run that they broke off was a nine-yard run from Chuba Hubbard and another nine-yard run from um, their 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 now second – no, now their so third-string running back, Abdullah. Three yards in a cloud of dust offense. Exactly. And then occasionally, occasionally, they would, they would smack him with a uh, with the play action. And this is where it gets to – this is where, where I feel like us, me, me as a, as a fan – 
um, put too much on Joe Brady. Now, have you heard of the uh, that that all twenty two, where you can you can you can watch all the games from all the angles and and really watch your team and really break down plays? I I know what it is, but I've never actually watched it myself. Okay, so from from different podcasts and different um, different uh, people that I listen to. Now I listen to the Four Man Rush. It's a Carolina podcast, and these guys are these guys are very detailed. Very, this is what I'm talking about. You know, I I don't just I don't just like fixate on oh I hate this and I want it to change. I really have to look into well, let's see what's going wrong. And whenever you challenged me, you challenged me to say you know Joe Brady, you know is a second year. Uh, offensive coordinator, give him a chance. So I did. I looked into it. I, I listened in on these guys, and they agree that it's not necessarily Joe Brady's fault because you watch the All-22, his play calling is getting receivers open. Robbie Anderson has been shown to be open. You know, he gets open. He, he gets open down the field. The problem is Sam Darnold doesn't go through his – he doesn't go through his progression. And I get that, yeah, he doesn't have his offensive line to back him up. But not all the time it's the offensive line. I mean, look at back at week look at back at, at uh, week five against the Vikings. In the very first play of the game, Sam Darnold had like 10 seconds in the pocket. And again, did, did you happen to watch the entire game or did you just watch that last that last drive? I think I watched the last quarter. Okay. So I again, I sat through that entire game. Up until, up until the the uh, third quarter, because Carolina's third quarter game is just complete garbage. I sat through the first. I, I sat through the first two quarters. The very first play of the game, Sam Darnold had. I kid you not, ten seconds in the pocket, and he second guessed himself on every route. He second guessed himself on every throw until he finally just chucked it up and threw an interception. Like, so I, I agree with you. That is a problem that Sam Darnold has. And if you – I mean, you definitely can improve upon Sam Darnold. But, but one that's of the, the things thing. that we, the one of the things that that we they, talked they about want... last week is we'll even go back to the preseason. You know, that's when – or before the season began. That's when you acquired Sam Darnold. But, like, who would you have rather had? Like who was available? Who was actually available? Because you could just say, "Oh, I would rather have Aaron Rodgers." Wouldn't no. we fucking all? Wouldn't we all no. rather have Aaron Rodgers? See, this is this is this is like this who is, is actually who is a legitimate candidate for the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers for this season that that you would have rather had? And I mean, you could say Deshaun Watson. You know, you could, but that's risky as shit because he might be no, in prison. absolutely not. I'm actually an anti. Uh, Deshaun Watson fan. I'm an I'm an anti Deshaun Watson. Watson. Um, I wouldn't say I'm not a fan of his, but I, I I would not want him to be on the Panthers because of what the Texans want for him. The Texans literally want three first round picks and like Christian McCaffrey or or Brian Burns. Like it's just way too much to ask. It's it's ridiculous for a it's player who may not be in the league. Exactly. If he if if this you know allegations or whatever that's still a high asking price but like it exactly. might be worth it, 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 might be it worth absolutely it, not absolutely not not now not now. so so, so to go so, back to your, to go back to your question to go back to your question now whenever you first texted me about the sam donald um acquisition i was completely like 
Oh, hell no. I was I, I don't like him. I didn't like him. Did not like him from the start. I told you that the very first fucking pass of this kid's career was a pick six. Granted, yep. granted, they won the game. But from the moment I saw this kid play his first NFL football game and he threw a pick six, I said, well, this kid's career is shot. This kid sucks. And he progressively sucked. That year, his his rookie season, he, they went 4-12. and 12. Now, it's a, it's a rookie season. All right, no big deal. For a Second bad team. On a bad team, yes. Second year showed a little bit of hope. They went they went seven and nine, you know, a glimmer of hope. But his third year, his third year, it kind of it kind of regressed again. You know, his third year was still, you know, not I think given the right circumstances, you could have Sam Darnold could be a reclamation candidate. Kind of like and Alex Smith, you know, prior to before Harbaugh got to San Francisco, Alex Smith was viewed as like one of the all-time busts, considering that he was the first pick. But then mm-hmm. he got good coaching, good players around him with San Francisco, and then again with Kansas City, and then again with Washington. And he just turned he turned into a, a good QB, you know, a serviceable QB, a QB you could win with. I think that could happen with Darnold. It's obviously probably not going to happen with Carolina because the coaching staff no, does not know how to coach. <laughs> Plain and simple. Well, you could have that opinion. I I think it's way too early for that kind of talk. Um, they've only been let's, there two let's, years. Let's let's look but, at it. Let's look but, at it like this. Let's look at it like this. Whenever you ask me who would I rather have, I would rather not have Sam Donald and keep Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, because that's fair, but two this things. Is, this, two things. Is, this is my so reason. What was your what was the Panthers' record last year? They were five and eleven. Okay, so your f- football team with Bridgewater is a five and eleven football team, and he technically technically Bridgewater won four of those games because one of the games he got injured and um, Wonder Boy PJ Watt uh, PJ uh, Walker uh, took over for that game that Carolina shut out the Detroit Lions twenty to nothing. So that win, all right. That well, that's win, nothing to celebrate. Beating the Lions. <laughs> hey, a win's a win, brother. I mean, but I, no, I agree. We beat the but Lions again, this year. But again, this is this is a, this is another reasoning. Okay, with Teddy Bridgewater, um, we went five and eleven, and nine out of those eleven games were all within one score that we lost. So even though we lost those games, never. Did I leave the game thinking like, man, we got fucking smacked? Because even even the two games that we lost that we just got completely obliterated by, we lost to the the the, the Buccaneers, which went on to win the Super Bowl. And you know, okay, yeah, we 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 lost pretty terribly to them, but they're a Super Bowl caliber team. They have Tom Brady. They were they were fantastic. Then the very last game of the season, we didn't put Teddy Bridgewater in. They they started with PJ Walker. And then they ended up going out there with Will Greer and got spanked again. So, but again, you know, it's like at that point you're playing for, for draft picks. You're not really playing for anything. It's a kind of a throwaway game on both ends. So have you watched any of Bridgewater this year on the Broncos? Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. He look at, look, look at it this way. And maybe not a lot of Panther fans are going to agree with me, but I 
liked Teddy Bridgewater. I liked him when he was on the Vikings, and then after he got sure. after he got injured, he didn't look the same. He didn't play the same. But no, I still liked Teddy. You know, he got I, picked up I by. Think, I don't think. I don't think that there's my point though in talking about it is, I don't think that there's very much separation between. You know, the kind of ceiling that you're going to get from a Bridgewater and the kind of ceiling that you're going to get from a Darnold. Oh, no. By, no. Uh, again, Teddy Bridgewater was never meant to come in to be the Panthers' uh, savior. Next, next savior. Yeah, he was, te- he was just the bridge. And this is, again, this goes on to my point. We keep Bridgewater. Fuck Sam Darnold. We keep our draft picks. We keep Teddy Bridgewater. This year's this past year's draft, we should have gone for Trey Lance or uh, Justin Fields because Justin Fields was 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 still on the board before mm-hmm. we ended up going for J.C. Horn. Granted, I like J.C. Horn. I still think he's going to be a blowout character. He's going to be a standout character. He's he's amazing, but you mm-hmm. can't build a team with. You can't build a team around a cornerback. You have to build your team with a quarterback. So you pick up a quarterback, especially in this in this in this past draft. You know, there's there was a lot of a lot of quarterback talent. This upcoming draft, not a lot of quarterback talent. Would you agree? Definitely not. So I agree. There... I thought I thought that the Panthers made a mistake in trading for Darnold. Exactly. So my point my point is to, they should have committed to a rebuild draft a young kid in the, in the last draft and just let, you know, your new Matt Rule and Joe Brady build the team around, well, around Christian McCaffrey and then this new QB. You keep, and see, Bridgewater, and this, you keep Bridgewater, you start him this year, let the rookie sit and learn. Exactly. You know, too many people throw rookies out there to the Wolves. And exactly. I, I mean, I think it, I think that that's what happened to Darnold. He, Got thrown out there as a high pick now he's for, a, for a for a bad team, and yeah, and he's got the yips because of it. Uh, yeah, and and he's never recovered but, from it. But do you think it? You know, it happened earlier this week. Do you think that Cam Newton is going to come in and you know save the season? You know, make it a you know. I don't think that, that he's going to come in and lead you guys to the fucking promised land or anything. But he could maybe make it a respectable season you know i think is what the hope is do you think yeah. that, that is going to happen or do you think it's a a pr move you know just to like make carolina fans happy despite the fact that despite the fact well, that if that, if, if kind of ran if, him out of town to begin with so this is so this is this is the story all right so when david tepper the new owner of the carolina panthers first came into power the richest he, owner in the league Yes, he goes and he, you know, he comes into a playoff caliber team because in 2017, Carolina still made the playoffs, even though they, you know, fell out in the wild card game. So David Tepper comes in and he doesn't clean house. He, you know, he simply steps in, sees what we got. And at the time, we had Marty Herney as our general manager. So Marty Herney kind of gets into him like, hey, you know, we're going to draft, uh, uh, we're going to we're gonna pick up these guys, and then, uh, you know, I think it's time that, you know, we, we start getting this rebuild going or whatever. And David Tepper was kind of just, you know, 
stepping back, just letting letting his team ride do his thing. In the 2018 season, um, Cam Newton gets injured. You know, he he he. We start off pretty hot, you know, because we we ended up we ended up starting off six and two before going on like a seven game losing streak or a, a six game losing streak, um, starting with a blowout loss to the Steelers. Okay, now in this game, Cam Newton gets severely injured. The injury does not get fixed. They just kind of limp him out there every game because they're like, we want to playoffs. You know, we, we're a playoff caliber team. We can still do this, but Cam's hurt, and he's just Who was hiding. The backup him. at the time, the backup at the time was uh, uh, Tyler Heineke. So was it? Yeah the the starter for the the starter for the yeah, Washington football team. So get this at. At, at one point, Tyler Heineke actually has to step in and cover for Cam because Cam is too injured. The Panthers fall to the Falcons. Tyler Heineke, uh, Tyler Heineke gets injured in that game. Taylor. Concussion. So, yeah, this uh, this Panther-Falcon rivalry, it goes deep. Um, we end up finishing off the season uh, seven – and nine. And in the Washington game that season, after we lost that game, Ron Rivera gets fired. Marty Herney goes. Um, I wouldn't say it was a mistake because I, I definitely feel like maybe it was time to move on. You got to think Ron Rivera got with us in 2011. And from 2011 to 2018, we had three playoff runs. One of the playoff runs was simply because our division was complete garbage. Uh, we we went into the playoffs at a seven eight and one record. Do you remember that? Vaguely, I vaguely remember. Carolina that. goes in to the wild card game against the Arizona Cardinals and gets the upset victory, only to go on to the divisional round and uh, get destroyed by the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. So let so, me ask you this. It came up in my timeline the other day. Do you think in the eyes of Panthers fans that infamous play in the Super Bowl when Cam kind of backs away from that loose ball? You know what I'm talking about? Of course. Of course I know what you're talking about. Do you think that he never recovered from that in the eyes of the fans? Because I, I feel like that was kind of like – that was. I mean, that's obviously his peak. He won MVP that year. They went to the Super Bowl. What were they, 15-1 and one 15 in the regular and season? 15-1 in the regular season, go to the Super Bowl. That play happens. I feel like that was like the beginning of the end for Cam Newton, which is why it's so crazy to me that they signed him back again. And like for quite a bit of money too, right? No, they, they actually they agreed on a one-year deal, $4 million guaranteed. Ten million dollars, uh, if the season goes well, and he yeah, gets like a, a bunch of money. He Especially gets he, uh, compared, compared to Sam Darnold. Are you kidding me? We signed Sam Darnold's fifth year option for eighteen point eight million dollars, bro, and we're gonna fucking drop his ass. Like, no, he's gonna be, he's gonna got, be there the rest of the year. We got Cam Newton for pennies. He's not getting cut. He's, he's getting, uh, but, but my thing, my my thing though is is. A, that's cool. You bring Cam Newton back, you know, like that'll make some people happy and everything. And like, he's definitely still knows people on the team 
and everything like that. But it's a totally different system. He's never it's played a different in offensive system. system. Yes, it's going to so take. Like he's not. He's not going to be able to just come back in and be like, "Oh, I know what I'm doing." Like you know, exactly. I've been here. I've been here before. So like, exactly. Is he no. projected to start this week? No, he is actually. Um, they still have PJ Walker uh, starting, um, but according to sources, they say that Cam Newton. Um, according to uh, Matt Rule uh, in his press conference, he says that they're going to try and implement some sort of packages that will have Cam in there, but I highly doubt it. I don't see them um, because we signed Matt Barkley. So I think they got Matt Barkley yeah. in there as the backup. So I I don't see them flying Cam out there to Arizona to um, to, to be a backup to a backup. I, I don't see that happening. And it would be smarter – which our offense, our offensive coordinator and our head coach have proven not to be smart to just let we'll Cam see. stay home and just study the playbook and just learn. But hey, whatever. So um, to, to wrap up this Panther talk, give me your kind of predictions for the rest of the season. Like, so, how do you see things going? Well, after after Arizona, now. Arizona's kind of going in a little handicapped. So this yeah, but as my does, 49ers learned last week, that doesn't mean shit. Yeah. This do, well, what's your guys' defense? I mean, what's your guys' defense uh rank right now? Because your guys' defense ain't too hot neither, right? They're like 27th or something. Yeah, see, that's and that's that's what a lot of people are saying right now is that it's really gonna be Carolina's defense versus Arizona's offense. And because Arizona's offense is so handicapped, it just might be a game of turnovers. It's it's literally going to have to depend on defensive scoring because I unless I don't want you to like break down week to week, you know what the Panthers are going to do, just kind of a general how do you think things are going to go? Is Christian McCaffrey going to come back and be the workhorse again? Does the defense continue to improve? Does the offense improve or do you think it's just going to be kind of like, you know, they'll beat bad teams and they'll lose to good teams? Uh well now that Cam Newton's in the picture anything's possible really um the next three weeks the next three weeks are are very winnable games you got Washington you got Miami then you got a bye week um I don't know you guys could lose on the bye week oh Not yeah that sounds that sounds very very pleasing depending depending on how depending on how Cam looks in the Washington game will really determine how the rest of the season looks. Because the back end of the Carolina Panthers uh, season is very, very disgusting. We got um, New Orleans in New Orleans. We got um, uh, Miami, or, uh, Tampa Bay. And then we got Buffalo. And then we got Tampa Bay again. So it's it's going to be very, very rough. It's going to – well, actually, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's going to be – it's going to be Buffalo, Tampa, New Orleans, Tampa. So – Either way, those four games right there are all chalked up to be losable games. Now, New Orleans, we could go in there and get a victory, maybe. And then we might steal one from Tampa Bay because at this point, Tampa Bay might just sit all their starters at the very last game of the season. So I'm projecting that Carolina wins at least – four more games going on to the season, going on to the, to the, um, and what would that make their record? That'd make them, uh, eight and nine. 
Man, I don't even know if the 49ers can get to eight and nine. And see, that's the thing with this new with this new playoff system where they have seven teams going into playoffs and, and the NFC looking so weak, eight and nine might actually get us into the playoffs. It I mean it's possible. I mean, the 49ers right now are one game out of playoffs. So it could happen. But um, yeah. to kind of to wrap things up here, uh, Luke and I usually do this, but uh, you and I are going to do it this week. We're going to – I'm going to give you the uh, the games and uh, you're going to tell me who you think is going to win, you know. Simple simple shit here on the uh, Casa de Sports. So oh, wow, first, man. I thought you guys – I thought you guys were going to – We're groundbreaking. Some nuclear science. We're, we're groundbreaking shit over here. Uh, All right. First game, Falcons at the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys got? bounce back. Cowboys bounce back and they embarrass the Falcons. They're favored by almost nine, eight and a half, uh, and the over under is at fifty four. So this is going to be a high scoring game. Listen, uh, as long as Zeke is healthy, they got they got two a two headed monster in the backfield, and as Carolina has proven, even with their shit offensive line, they can run over a terrible defensive line in the Falcons. I got Cowboys. By 21. All right. Next game, Saints at the Titans. All right. This one's this one's no Alvin be a, Kamara. No Alvin no? Kamara. He's out. Oh, well, this one, this one's going to be a little bit more difficult because um, even when Tennessee looks good, they still manage to mess up against New Orleans. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that this one's going to be a bit closer. I, I feel like New Orleans wins by a field goal. Okay. They currently have the Titans favored by a field goal, so well, I mean they got they have, Peterson. they have it pretty close. So Yeah, they, they, they do got Adrian Peterson now, but I mean he's kinda old and the the New Orleans run defense pretty is old. pretty <laughs> he's stout. Kind of old. He definitely is old. <laughs> uh, hey man, I'm a I'm a A D believer, but <laughs> I mean we all are, you know. Uh, I hope. I mean, game. hey, I hope. I hope. I hope he goes off on him. I hate the Saints. I hope he goes oh, off yeah. on him. I, just I was telling him. Luke that it, it's a it's a revenge game, and AP's getting a hundred. No, I hope so. So next but game, no, I got I got New Orleans by three. So Jaguars at Colts. Oh, Jags! Jags coming off the biggest upset of the year. You know. I, they, I, I'm gonna have to go have with the momentum. I'm gonna have to go with the Colts. I mean, the Jags. Yeah, they're favored. They're favored by ten and a half points. So, the Colts are favored. Yes. The 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 Jags the Jags can definitely pull up the upset uh, on on strong teams, but in this in this case, the Colts are mediocre at best, and I think that's gonna that's gonna just be enough to blow past the blow past Jacksonville. I got, I got, I got Colts by ten. All right, Browns at Patriots. Patriots now are favored one. by two and a half. This one, I want Mac Jones dead. Did you see what that little son of a bitch did to the Panthers All right. last week? All right, he said that he thought he had the ball. All right, so That's he was trying shit. to. All right. You're clearly he, being biased on this one. We'll he literally along. grabbed his we'll hands before he grabbed his ankle. Bills at Jets. 
<laughs> Buffalo's favored by 12 and a half. Oh, yeah. No, Buffalo's favored 38 to nothing. Buffalo's going to blow them out the water. All right. Well, I made that prediction about them versus Jacksonville last week, and I, I now look like a fool. <laughs> I say I so, say Buffalo, so I, bu- Buffalo wins 38 nothing. All right. Well, I guess the Jets are about to fucking get a win then. Uh, Lions I mean, hey, the Steelers. Jets, the Jets do look good. The Jets do look good sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. I think they're, I think they're coming together. I think they're finally. I think. I think the I think they're the QB White who had that impressive game a couple weeks ago. I think he's supposed to be healthy again because I know he got injured early uh, in their game last week. Yeah. Um, so if he comes out and he's fucking looks as good as he has, then shit, they might at least make it competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so Lions, build, Lions and Steelers. Deeper. Pittsburgh is favored um, by eight points, which seems kind of low. I'm going to say that the Lions get a win. I'm going to say that the Lions upset the Steelers. I, I got, I would, I got I Lions. I feel comfortable betting on that because the Steelers are down a few players. They look kind of average this year. Yeah. It's possible. It's in Pittsburgh, though. I'd kind of like it a little bit better if it was in Detroit. But who knows? I, I I still feel I still feel that Detroit they they want it bad enough, and like you said, the Steelers are mediocre enough for the Lions to kind of squeeze a win by. And I feel like the win is going to be like by two points or something. Like Steelers miss a field goal or something, and the or or the the Lions kick a game winning field goal and they win by like two. Possible. Next game, Buccaneers at Washington. Oh yeah, uh, Bucks. Tampa's favored by nine and a half. Bucks all day. They they are coming yeah. back. They're coming back after their bye week. Yeah. Yep. Because the last game they played was against New Orleans, and that freaking embarrassment. Yep. They're gonna get back on track. This is this is a get right game for them, and Washington's defense is like bottom tier. Brady's yeah. gonna go off on them. I got, I got. They've, bucks. Been, they've been disappointing on the defensive side for sure in Washington. Oh, but so, but but Chase Young was defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, fuck that guy. He he robbed he robbed Jeremy Chin. All right, uh, you already said. Well, I, I guess you didn't make a full on prediction. So Panthers at Cardinals. Cardinals are favored by ten and a half. I got. I got. I guess that that indicates to me that they're thinking that Kyler Murray's going to play. See, and even if Kyler Murray plays, he's playing on an injured ankle, so he might not be as mobile as he wants to be. Um, no, I mean, he's proved this year that he can throw. Oh yeah, you know? no, definitely. No, I'm not taking anything away from the kid. The guy, he is, he is definitely MVP uh, caliber. Um, I still feel that Carolina can make it competitive because our defense is still super, super stout. However, if our offense, if our offense can't, can't move the ball just a little bit and give the defense some rest, it's going to be a blowout. And with behind PJ Walker and that offensive line, I feel like it's going to be Arizona by 20. All right. And, and and this is, this is, this is also counting as PJ Walker throwing a, P, a a pick six or and or a fumble six, so it may not all be on the offense. The defense is going to score them some points too. 
All right. Interesting. So yeah, I got I got I got um uh, Arizona by twenty. So next game, Vikings at the Chargers. Oh, see, that's gonna be a good one. Because the Vikings are so actually too. a really good team. The Vikings are actually a good team. They're just they're just not pulling out these victories. Um, Chargers are still looking super, super good. I really want, I, I'm really pushing for them to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, I got, yeah. I got, yeah, I think, I think LA, I think the LA Did Chargers you watch are the looking game against the Patriots. See, but again, like that game, the it was a toss Baltimore. up because he threw a pick six. If it wasn't for that pick six, then it would have been a way more competitive game. You know what I'm saying? It was just, just the hand they are dealt. The team, the, 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 the better team the didn't win. Baltimore, though? That Baltimore game was ridiculous. That that was the that was the that was the punch in the mouth that I think needed to wake them up to be like, hey, you know, we're not the top of the mountain. We're not there yet. So I still feel that the Chargers are going to win by ten. Okay. Chargers they, beat Vikings. They're favored by three. So uh, I, I will I will I will give them the benefit of the doubt and I will say Chargers by ten. All right. Next game here: Eagles at Broncos. Ooh, ooh! I don't want the Eagles to win simply because that's one of the wild card teams. I'm not asking what you want. I'm asking what you think. <laughs> All right, I say, uh, I say, Teddy Bridgewater goes off, and uh, they uh, Broncos Broncos beat Eagles. Um, I'll say by seven. I'll say it's a touchdown score. So Denver's favored by one and a half. So by one and a half, you're giving them a lot. I, I, I mean, I feel like it's going to be a touchdown game. Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater might might just give it enough to to beat him. Could be. Uh, next one here: Seahawks at Packers. I believe Russell Wilson is supposed to come back in this one. Hands out. Um, I mean, uh, his record his record against the Packers is um, in the in the in the positive, right? They've they've won. It's got to like, be. I want to say they've I mean, won like three of the last four or five, including playoffs. Uh, they yeah, lost, but that, uh, they lost to them in playoffs in nineteen. You know, um, Green Bay favored still, by three and a half. Yeah, uh, is Aaron, Aaron Rodgers ain't playing, huh? Or is he back? I believe he's supposed to play. He's supposed to play. If Aaron Rodgers plays. He's going to embarrass the, the Seahawks defense because the Seahawks defense has been atrocious. Yeah, so, the Legion of Boom era is over. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go if, ahead and what say – What if Rodgers does not play? If Rodgers doesn't play, then Seattle wins by uh, – I'll say Seattle wins by, by seven. All right. But if Rodgers plays, then uh, Green Bay wins by, by uh, 14. So Sunday night game, Chiefs at Raiders. Oh, so that's gonna be a good one. I feel KC like the Raiders by two and a half. KC is favored. Yeah, that surprises me too. I mean, they they look like dog shit lately. It's their defense, man. Their defense is fucking true. Their their defense is straight doo doo water. Yeah, you and I could fucking go out there and get positive yardage against that defense. <laughs> 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 Which would get played? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, look like, I look like Greg Jennings in that Madden clip from <laughs> like twenty years ago now. <laughs> Greg freaking down the sideline. 
All right. Well, All right, I'm going to go ahead. Prediction. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say, um, fuck, this is going to be a high scoring ass game. Um, I don't know. I'll say, I feel like the Raiders might beat them by like two scores. You think? I think so. I mean, they still got, they still got, um, Patrick, Patrick, uh, you know, they still got Patrick Mahomes. You know, he I can still it. tear up that defense. He'll still tear up. He, I, it'll, it'll be back and forth because even, even if the Raiders defense is halfway decent, Patrick Mahomes is going to just strip him apart. You know, he's going to rip him apart. So I must say that it is going to be a three point game. It's going to come down to a field goal. Kansas city wins. All right. And Monday night game. Rams at 49ers. 49ers okay. haven't won a home game in over a year. But this is the thing. No matter how good the Rams are, the Niners still find a way to fucking beat them. The they beat them. I, I want to say it's five straight. I know that they beat them the last two years. But yeah, yeah, you guys have literally swept them. Even even whenever they made their playoff run, they got swept by the Niners, and the Niners really were handicapped. The Niners, the Niners had everyone on injury reserve, and they still ended up beating the Rams. So, no. And going into this game, we have eight starters on IR. It might be seven. One of them might come back, but uh, as it stands right now, eight, eight guys starters. It's gonna, injured. it's gonna, it's gonna be a good game. It's gonna be a good Ram, game. The, the the surprising thing to me is that the Rams are only favored by three and a half. I feel like well, that is very generous to the 49ers after I think that the Rams strengths play into the Niners weaknesses the defense especially in the secondary with your boy Josh Norman who commits a pass interference penalty in every game uh, I think is going to get feasted on by Stafford and Cooper Cup yeah I mean he's a very aggressive player and that's going to be the downfall of that team uh, you guys did make a positive uh, move though, and you got rid of Joey Sly, right? The kicker. Um, or do you guys I, still keep that bum? I I mean I think Robbie Gold is back. I honestly don't remember. Oh, <laughs> uh, because last I heard, Joey Sly Joey got Sly's good at distance. He's just not very good at short kicks. He's not accurate. He's got power. He doesn't have accuracy. Um, either way, to go on with my prediction, I'm going to go ahead and say that um, the Niners get – the Niners steal a victory here. And uh, – oh God, they I keep, hope you're right. They keep, my they, my they mental keep, health they depends that, on that McAvey at, uh, at bay. All right. Well, thank you for coming on, Marcus, and defending yourself. We'll have you on again, uh, and Luke will be here this time. I can't tell you when exactly, but it definitely will happen. Um, but well, that, folks, has been the podcast this week. Thank you all for listening. It's an extra long one for our extra good friend Marcus here. Any any final thoughts? Any perspective of what these guys uh, put me out to be? I'm not a crayon eating moron. I actually know my stuff. Well, I mean, you can still know your stuff and still eat crayons, so. Listen, <laughs> thanks for having me on, man. Uh, huge fan. Yep. Uh, I hope hope to be back on. Uh, maybe I can read some fan letters. Uh, maybe uh, maybe you guys can have that that email 
section. <laughs> we'll find a role for you. Anyway, thank you for listening this week. Thank you for coming on, Marcus. We'll see you guys next time. Adios. Keep pounding.